Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So recently, Disney has been kind of experimenting, I guess, with these like upcharge things. They had the after hours event that we talked about the other night that was, you know, the Magic Kingdom was open until 2 a.m. Three hours, three hours additional, right? Right. Yeah. 11 to 2. And you basically I think the the numbers like they came back and only like a thousand people showed up for that. Um. Which sounds it, amazing. Oh my gosh, dude, yeah. A thousand people in the Magic Kingdom, that is nothing. And you know, we were talking about how most of the Magic Kingdom was open. Uh, there were, I mean, and when I say most, I mean, there were hardly any attractions. Closed. The People Mover. The People Mover was closed. The, the People ca- Mover. The car- Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress was closed. But Stitch was open. But Stitch's Great Escape was open. But I cannot imagine, like, because you got to ima- you you have to think. Most of the lines and everything were situated around Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Peter Pan. You know the same stuff that always has really long lines. Yeah, but even but even if even if every if even if like the majority of people are situated around those things, there's no way that's a long line. Right. So they did that, and then I, I think. Um, even more recently than that, um, they've done one in the morning. Uh, it was $69 per adult, $59 per child, and it was an hour and 15 minutes early ride time to three of the most popular Fantasyland attractions. So whereas the night event had most of the Magic Kingdom open, this was only three attractions. So you had access to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Peter Pan's or Peter Pan's flight and uh, the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So those were the three things that you had. Uh, you had an hour and fifteen as opposed to three hours. But as you were going to point out, the big difference is breakfast. They had a really good looking breakfast spread, and the nighttime people got ice cream and select bottled beverages. Okay, Come but on. but again, at the same time, the nighttime people. Got three hours, so they got two. They got an hour and forty-five minutes longer. So let's just let's just say two hours, right? So they got two more hours, and they got a lot of a lot more of the Magic Kingdom. This is three attractions now. Admittedly, three attractions, two of which I don't know. Winnie the well, Winnie the Pooh has legitimately decent wait times most of the day. But if you knock Peter or Peter Pan's flight and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train off of your list. Number one, you don't have to tie up a fast right. pass for those two things. And if you're not, if you didn't use a fast pass and you just saved yourself like, I don't know, two to three hours off your day, because Peter Pan is going to be like 60 minutes and Mine Train will be anywhere from an hour and a half, two hours maybe. I was going to say, if you can do Peter Pan's flight and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in an hour and 15 minutes, you have already exploded the the logic of Fantasyland because oh absolutely both of those rides regularly have wait times longer than an hour and 15, hour and 15. minutes yeah i think i think peter pan on a low day is 60 minutes and you know i think an hour to an hour and a half is a great day for seven dwarfs mine train yes but what doesn't i guess it doesn't make sense to me 
it was such a sh- it was a much shorter time, you know, like right. a third of the time. But all of this stuff is not like take and and go breakfast. So No, it was sit down in P- Pinocchio's village house. Right. I don't know, it just seems like a big meal like this would have would have fit more at night when you had more time to do things. Yeah, but at the same time, let, I mean, let's all be honest. You could knock out this. I mean, unless you just were going to engorge yourself on this buffet. Right. Which it was a buffet. And, dude, let's. It would take everything I had not to just grab the entire tray of bacon and be like, peace out. Y'all have fun. Because uh, I'm sure they'll refill this shortly. Sure. Uh, but assuming that you're not going to go absolutely insane on the on the buffet, there's no reason you can't, you know, knock out breakfast in 30 minutes. And that's 45 minutes for three attractions. There's You shouldn't need more than 30 minutes or 45 minutes to get on three attractions yeah. when there's no wait. Because uh, I believe that, again, uh, you know, getting getting some information from laughingplace.com, I think, they, I think they said something like 200 tickets were sold for this. So that's it, Two, which makes sense because Pinocchio's Village House, while big, isn't just ridiculously huge. Right. So to fit everybody in for breakfast, it, it had to be somewhat limited. I mean, there's only 200 people there. There were a thousand people there for the night event. So you have what 20% of those people yeah. at most are yeah. going to be there. And not everybody's going to be eating at the same time either. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Some people were going to go in and then we're going to hit Seven Dwarfs Mind Train first and then go eat breakfast. And some people are like, I'm eating breakfast first and then I'm going to hit Peter Pan's flight. I mean, I feel like an hour and 15 minutes is really all that you need. To I mean, do those things. It was crazy. The photos I saw, Peter Pan's flight was a walk-on. Yes. And that is insane. Peter Pan's flight, it's a walk-on. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train was basically a walk-on. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you get three walk-on attractions and you get breakfast. Yeah, I mean, it sounds fine. I don't really understand, like, why, you know, why why do it? Why have just three attractions? Well, I think three attractions because that is what you can legitimately expect people maybe to get done with in that period of time. Uh, And I don't, I don't really see this as a, as a bad deal because, okay, let's the, the biggest comparison that we have is be our guest, right? Cause that's kind of the, the breakfast you can go, you can get in early, you can get in line for one of these, for one of these attractions a little bit early, if you go and eat breakfast and that's going to set you back. $24. $24. That is the that is the cost of a BR guest breakfast. Doesn't sure. matter what you get. It's going to be $24 for that breakfast. But yeah, so for an item, which now, you know, there are some other things that, you know, like you don't get a croissant donut at Pinocchio's Village House when you go and do this early morning magic, but that's $24, right? Right. So we just so so we said that this was $70. So that's $45. Take off the $24 for breakfast. So that's $45. So if I said you can ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Peter Pan's Flight, and the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, get all of those knocked out, you don't have to worry about those for your day at Magic Kingdom for $45. So I don't necessarily think it's a bad deal. I just don't, don't understand, one, why it's why it's such a short time 
and two, why only have the three uh, the three attractions open? And I, I know that like with the time constraint they had, you could you could really only get in maybe three attractions and breakfast before the park opened. It just I don't know the the nighttime one seemed a lot more logical. Like, hey, stay late, and most of the Magic Kingdom will be open to you. Whereas this one really seems like you're saying hinged on breakfast. You know, like this is this is valuable because we are feeding you, and also here are three attractions in Fantasyland that consistently have really long lines, and you can ride them. You know, maybe even twice. Well, but at this at the same time. This to to open an hour and fifteen minutes early, they are letting people in at seven thirty for a seven forty five start. So to go any earlier than that just gets insane. Like show up at the park at five a.m. I'm not going to consider that a good deal. I'm going to consider that a you guys are trying to kill me. And honestly, that would talk me out of it because I would be like some of these you know the the price that they're charging is under the assumption that I'm going to get there at 5 a.m. and I can't get there at 5 a.m. because I will be dead man I would I think I would rather do that I think I would rather get there at 5 right like when I've woken up if they've got breakfast for me and I can go in and eat breakfast and have some coffee and like get my just get my regular day started earlier I think I would prefer that to yeah, but- Staying up until 2 a.m. But if you have to be at the Magic Kingdom at 5, that means you had to leave your resort at 4. Right. I mean, it's, not, it's, not, it's not ideal, but I, th- I just think like starting early versus staying late, I would much rather start early and yeah. then go home and go to bed at 10. I'm, defi- I'm definitely the night owl. Give me, the, give me a late night event. But, but that's the thing. If you were going to charge me what they're charging for the late night event, I would expect to get two, three hours of time mm-hmm. in there for yep. my for my money's worth. Whereas when you offer it to me for what what was the night event going to ch- what what was the cost on that one? It was one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, so so less than half price, slightly, but about let's say half of what it's worth for just about half of the time. And you gave me breakfast. Right. Yeah. I and I, I, don't I think know. to me, that seems like a great deal. I get, yeah. I don't think it's a bad deal. I just, the logistics of it confuse me a little bit. And I you just want the park to be open like all I do. the time. I do. I want, I want the rest of the park to be open. I don't, I think what I don't understand is those, it being just those three attractions at Fantasyland. I mean, other than staffing reasons, I don't see any reason not to open the rest of the Magic Kingdom. Well, and I think staffing is a huge reason because the amount of cast members that are required to open it, because I mean, you can actually like rope off that area. You can say, this is the area. It's all located right around Pinocchio's Village House. This is the area that you're allowed in. And if you don't, you know, if, if Haunted Mansion is open, if, if Space Mountain is open, then you not only have to allow people to get to those attractions, but you have to be aware of where people are. So you have to have cast members who are going to be involved in making sure that somebody doesn't inevitably jump the rope and decide that they're going to go try to ride Autotopia right. well before they're supposed to ride Autotopia. And then you have to have all of the cast members that are required to run uh, Spaceship, or sorry, Space Mountain, not Spaceship Earth, because if somebody got all the way there, wow, congrats <laughs> to you, my friend. 
uh, yeah, to, to, to get on Space Mountain or to get on Haunted Mansion. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think it's a staffing issue, and I think that that is what allows them to then say, we can limit this to 200 people, and we can charge only, and, and I know it's crazy to say the word only, but only $70 to 200 people as opposed to 150 to 1,000 people yeah. and still keep part of the park open. Yeah, I can see the I can see the value in it. I can see that it's a it's a good deal again for people who have that kind of expendable, you know, income, disposable income. That's great. It's it's wonderful and I think um I would probably, you know, uh, from all my disagreements, you know, I would probably take advantage of this because it is more affordable. It's a lot less to ask me and my wife to pay $70 each um as opposed to asking us to pay $300 to stay in the Magic Kingdom after being out all day to stay in the Magic Kingdom until 2 a.m., you know, doesn't sound quite as good as pay $70, come a bit early, get a free breakfast, and free in in massive air quotes, but get a free breakfast and ride these things um, before anybody else can and get them out of the way, and you don't have to worry about it. Right. So I do think I do think that though that maybe the argument here is if you are going to show up for early morning magic, you are going to have to be at the park at seven thirty. And if you are going to do everything that is involved with that park, which means fireworks, you're gonna to have to be there till park close. Right. On the other hand, if you were to do the the night event, as long as you get there in time for I would argue, as long as you get there in time for the parade short of rope drop, which is kind of a cool thing. Right. But not, you can't, and, and here's the thing, you're going to miss rope drop anyway if you're doing early morning magic because you're in the park right then. You can experience everything in the park and not get there till like, say, noon. Mm-hmm. And still experience everything the park has to offer and then do your three hours. And then, you know, you're not going to, because 7.30 is an early start if you're also going to, if you're going to be there till fireworks are done. Right, yeah. You're going to need a nap at some point. Yeah. <laughs> which which is why I, I still stand by my Disney needs to in, invest in capsule hotels directly outside <laughs> of the park gates. You know, like, like in Japan, where yeah. they've just got, like, you just climb in, it's a bed, you lay down, you go to sleep. I would love that. Yeah. Give yeah. me three hours in a little capsule where I don't have to go all the way back to my room. Like That would be so good. I yeah. walk out of the gate, <laughs> I go lay down, nap for three hours, and walk back in. That would, that is a good idea though. Let's put a pin in that. Yes, and let's put a come pin in that and, and definitely definitely revisit my capsule hotel idea. But I did have one other thing I wanted to bring up to you. Okay. Okay. So we talked last week about Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. And and the 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 rumor that there might be some sort of a retheming of Tower of Terror to to Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Right, and I want to let you know that you may be, because I haven't heard anything else about this, so you may be dropping a bombshell on me. I'm not sure what you're about to say. So. Okay, so so it doesn't have anything to do with any additional news, so I'm not okay. going to drop a bombshell on you like that. Okay. But I do have a, I, I, I was thinking, because gosh darn if you didn't get this stuck in my head. <laughs> so I was thinking about this, and I had something I wanted to bring up to you, and I just, I, I want to discuss it briefly. What if... A Guardians of the Galaxy isn't a full retheme, but is a Nightmare Before Christmas style overlay. In, mm. in other words, temporary overlay to Tower of Terror. And, and by the way, we did not discuss this before recording. <laughs> I'm actually 
I am legitimately springing this on Jeremy <laughs> right during recording, specifically because I didn't want him to think about this before we talked about it. And I and I haven't really thought about it that much either. But it was just a, it was an interesting thought that came to my mind. I would say that it is possible that they would do that. Um, but I would also I also think that the Tower of Terror is way less themable than uh, than uh, the Haunted Mansion is. The Haunted Mansion is mostly in the dark, uh, and and the the overlay that they do on the Haunted Mansion, you know, kind of fits in. I don't, like, you're talking about retheming Tower of Terror to Guardians of the Galaxy. You've got the whole queue that really has nothing to do with Guardians of the Galaxy, and what are they going to do out there? Put, like, cardboard cutouts of Rocket Raccoon, and then you've got the hotel lobby, that's a hotel lobby. I mean, it, that I don't see that room being anything else. I mean, it's an old hotel lobby. And then the library. I mean, there is no library in Guardians of the Galaxy. So there's really no like reason to have a library. Are they going to paste over all the books? The boiler room, I can see them, I guess, doing something with. Although that's a whole Lots bunch of green of, lights, right? It's 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 a whole bunch of boilers and elevator lift motors, you know. And then the Guardians of the Galaxy has nothing to do with elevators at all. So I mean, I guess I I can see them wanting to do an overlay like that. But the the Hollywood Tower Hotel is so, I guess. It's it's just so what it is. It is so the Hollywood Tower Hotel that I can't see just making... It, I, I just It feels like it would be really weird if they went, okay, this used to be a hotel, and now it's a spaceship. I don't even know what it would be, but at least in the Haunted Mansion, when Nightmare Before Christmas goes in there, it's a, it's a, a haunted attraction that you're putting, you know, Halloween-y Christmas, you know, characters who kind of fit the theme of that attraction. Skeletons, there's ghosts, and Guardians of the Galaxy just has nothing to do with what the Hollywood Tower Hotel is. Yeah, so I agree with all of those statements (laughs) because I, I sat here and tried to think about, okay, if it was some sort of a temporary overlay, how would they accomplish said overlay? And, and just like you, I came to the conclusion that Haunted Mansion has a lot, as far as theme, over overarching theme, to do with Nightmare Before Christmas. In that it is scary, there are monsters involved, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of cross-section there that you can... You can use one way or the other, whereas right. and, and and just thinking from a from a completely non attraction, just theming standpoint, in the haunted mansion, you are one being pointed at what they want you to look at. Yes, and two, you're going down a hallway for the whole thing. You know, so it's really easy to say we're going to overlay this, and for the most part, we just have to theme sections of these walls. And and we don't have to worry when they're pointed at the at the east wall. We don't have to worry about them in the west wall. And the Hollywood Tower Hotel is so spacious and large, and it surrounds you everywhere. That theming that would be much more difficult from a technical standpoint. Okay, so I agree. 
I don't see how it is possible. But but let's but let's admit that there are many things that Disney has done that if you were to ask us prior to their execution, we would have said, I don't see that being possible. Yeah. Okay, so then then taking that into account. I, I would say the whole Tower of Terror attraction, if you had told me exactly what they were going to do before they did it, I would have said that that's not possible. Right. And if it, and even if it was possible, that's going to be ridiculous. And there's no right. way that would be popular. Right. So then let's just, let's suspend our disbelief. Okay. And, and somehow Disney comes out with some sort of a Tower of Terror Guardians of the Galaxy mashup overlay that makes sense. Do you have the same level of issue? Do you have an issue with a temporary, again, looking looking at uh, Nightmare Before Christmas overlay uh, on Haunted Mansion issue with that sort of thing happening with Tower of Terror? So now I have to think, do I not like the haunted mansion overlay because i don't like nightmare before christmas because i loved guardians of the galaxy i thought that movie was wonderful <sighs> so what do you have as much of an issue if yeah. you know that 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 eventually that for some period of time during the year that it's going to be tower of terror still so Tower of Terror is not going anywhere. You anywhere. You don't have to mourn the loss of Tower of Terror. You're essentially just getting Guardians of the Galaxy part of the year as well. I'm just trying right now to reconcile whether I don't like the overlay because I don't like Nightmare Before Christmas, or if I don't like the overlay because I feel like it's unnecessary and just kind of a silly thing to do, no matter what the IP you're overlaying on it is. Because at some point. I do have an issue with taking the Haunted Mansion and overlaying it with characters. You know, like, I I feel like the Haunted Mansion is so unique because it doesn't tie into a movie. There are so few attractions at Disney that don't tie into movies. Uh, But, oh gosh. So I really love uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I guess if it was... If it was temporary and well done, if if we are if it's a given that it's well done, I guess that's okay. I my issue then stems from people who don't get to go to Disney, but like once in their life, and they happen to go for Guardians of the Galaxy time, and that is the Tower of Terror that they those kids or those you know people know that upsets me because the Twilight Zone theming is so good. And the traction as it is right now is just so good that I would hate for somebody to experience uh, Haunted Mansion as Nightmare Before Christmas or the Tower of Terror as Guardians of the Galaxy and have that be their only experience with those two attractions. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think I, I, I definitely agree with that. But at the same time, I don't know. Suddenly, like this thought of, the Guardian of Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy, again, making the assumption that it is a, a well-done overlay was just like, oh, wow, maybe that's not as horrible. Because, I mean, I, I think my, my knee-jerk reaction is Guardians of the Galaxy, Tower of Terror means Tower of Terror is gone. Right. And, Guardians of the Gal- and 
like that just you know but then the the idea of a temporary overlay is a bit more palatable i think so i feel like if they were going to do that they would do it in california adventure though because the california adventure tower of terror makes no horizontal movement you go up in the elevator shaft you go down in the same elevator shaft um it does not move through the building the way that the uh, Walt Disney World Tower of Terror does. And I feel like that would be way easier to theme because then you don't have to worry about the that hallway. The, yeah, but what if the hallway is is how you introduce the reason that you are about to fall? Well, I, th- I feel like that you're too late because well, you've well, already gone through the queue and 80, 70% of the attraction and to make that the point where you make it all make sense is, and again, it, it's hard to imagine because other you, than you can't imagine how they would tell that story. No, because other than the other than the the movie at at the Tower of Terror now, the little Rod Serling introduction, the rest of the ride is just meant to be unsettling. Yes, it's atmo- it's extremely atmospheric. Yeah, there is no plot to Tower of Terror. You you stop at one floor see a weird thing happen at the end of a hall and then you stop at another floor and you basically travel through a a weird freak out before an an invisible door of light opens up in front of you and you fall down an elevator shaft you know there is no plot and so i i i have a hard time seeing in my brain how they tell that story well there is a plot and it is it is the rod serling thing kind of gives you a broad overview of that plot and and uh, you know love the movie hate the movie whatever the movie does introduce more of that plot i think maybe not as well as it could be introduced but does introduce more of that plot um so there is a plot there i you know so the and I, and i just say say that wdi did have a story in mind that they were telling sure when they did it but yes it they don't you're not beaten over the head with this is the reason this is happening <laughs> this is the reason I, that is happening but i i truly feel like that story is explained in that movie and you're basically experiencing the story that rod serling tells you you know, like you're basically being told, here's what you're going to experience on this ride. And then, you know, because you when you stop at that first floor and you see the people and then lightning strikes. And yes, here's the reminder that the people disappeared because of the lightning strike. Right. And then you go up to the top floor and go through the, the crazy Twilight Zone room. But it, it's no there. There is no new information imparted in the attraction itself that you didn't already know from the library. Right. But and, but I think I think the I think the issue there is you're making the assumption that just because the current iteration of that attraction yeah. does not provide new information at that point that therefore right. new information could not be because what if that is the what if that is the turning point where whatever may be happen, you know, and again very hard to to entertain this thought because i don't i'll be the first one to admit that while i'm i'm presenting this as what if they were able to come up with a successful guardian i see no way that these two that these two things can be related so have you seen zootopia yes i almost feel like zootopia or something like that would be a better 
overlay for Tower of Terror because there's some mystery. You know, Zootopia is basically a buddy cop movie. Yeah. And there's some mystery and it points that movie felt kind of, you know, thrilling and suspenseful. And I feel like there's at least some element of like this mystery that needs to be solved. And if you could get a briefing from Judy Hopps in the library, um, and then, you know, going up in the elevator and, and, and experiencing who is making all these animals go savage, making all these animals go savage. I mean, I know that that, that would never happen, but something like that, another, another film with that kind of a mysterious plot would be a little better than like a just straightforward, here's some superheroes fighting bad guys and trying to get an infinity gem. Oh, you don't know what an infinity infinity gem is. Uh, sorry. That you sounds know? like a personal problem. Right. And, and and that's the other thing. Tower of Terror, you don't like we were saying about illuminations. Uh to to understand Tower of Terror, you just have to be a person who has a vague knowledge of what a hotel is and what a an elevator is. Yeah, you don't have to know. I mean, yes, it is Twilight Zone, but you don't have to know what Twilight Zone is in order to get the the overarching themes of Tower of Terror. Right. That could be your introduction to to Twilight Zone. Yes. And and so that's another thing is and even even uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. You don't have to know Nightmare Before Christmas to understand, okay, I'm in a thing called the Haunted Mansion and I'm seeing skeletons and ghosts and stuff and this makes sense. So, ugh, I don't know. It, it upsets me to think about this, but I I will say that if they're going to do it, a temporary overlay um, would be my preferred method. But it's still, I don't, I don't see the the cue. You know, they could they could find a way to theme the attraction. I think, but the cue is so huge. And so massive, and, and and setting up that attraction, yeah, and it's and it's outside, you know, it's outdoors, and when you're walking through an overgrown, bushy mess, up to an old, overgrown, terrible hotel, that makes sense. But like, what do you do? Is is putting you know Six Flags style cardboard cutouts or something? Well, you know, okay, okay. I don't. I just don't. Oh, random and again random thought because what if that was because and i'm just trying to compare this to what in that movie would actually make sense what if that was leading what if this whole thing takes place maybe in the opening scenes of guardian of the galaxy like when he is on that planet yes. walking around yeah huh i mean that is that's environmental so yeah, definitely you'd have to adjust the the setup of the queue, but I think I mean that planet was was deserted. Yeah. and dilapidated and I don't know, maybe something like that could work. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you do with the fountain? What do you do with the check-in desk? That huge lobby? I mean, do you again in with a with an overlay? I mean, they've got to be able to get this up. And back yeah. down. In yeah, a they have to be able to time. take it down at some point. And thinking about that lobby, I mean, sure, they could spend six months in there theming that lobby to be the inside of Star Lord's spaceship. But I don't see how they could convincingly 
theme, a, a space that huge without either just artificially closing it off, you know, and making it not big anymore, which they could put plywood walls up and theme it however they want. Right. But I just don't see how you could theme that room in the, what is Haunted Mansion closed for two weeks, three weeks for them to put? Yeah, it's, I don't remember exactly, but it's not a, it's not an extensively long period of time to do the research. It's less than a month. It's closed yeah. and they put up the whole overlay and then they take it all down, you know, and so it has to, it has to be something that's simple. And again, the hallway setup of the Haunted Mansion really makes that easy because you don't have any big rooms. You know, even the, even the, uh, what do you call that effect? Pepper's ghost. Even that's super easy yes. to theme, you know, and, and just thinking about Tower of Terror, you've got all of this. It, it's open, like the queue is outside, but the overgrowth of all the plants and trees and stuff makes it feel really claustrophobic, you know, and where the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland is open, you're walking through a garden, you know, they basically, you can see the Haunted Mansion the whole time, and so they they don't really theme the queue that much, but you're always looking at the Haunted Mansion, and the Haunted Mansion on the outside is majorly themed. So just the queue of Tower of Terror is so, like, claustrophobic because you've got overgrowth, really high walls with vines on them, and... You can't really, you can't see the hotel for some of the queue. You know, you can always hear the screams, but there's some of that queue where you can't see the hotel and you just feel like you're walking around a garden or or an overgrown, what used to be a very nice looking pathway up to the hotel. It seems like the Tower of Terror just doesn't take an overlay as well as the Haunted Mansion does. The Haunted Mansion almost seems like it was designed to be able to be rethemed. Well, I don't know. I tried to make you feel better saying, hey, temporary overlay. And I do. I feel better about a temporary overlay, but like just logistically, just thinking about it now from a technical perspective, there's I can't no way see, that it makes sense. I can't see how they could do it in a timely manner. And also, now is not the time to be closing Tower of Terror in Hollywood Studios. Oh, come on. There's so much stuff to do. <laughs> anyway, I think, I think that we've talked this one as far as we can talk it. Yeah, I think that'll do it. Um, you can follow us on... T- oh, 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 no. I have one more thing to say. Um, there's a Life magazine with... Uh, it's, it's all about Walt oh, Disney. Oh, the new Walt Disney one? Yeah. Yes. My wife was at HEB, and a... a person in front of her in line had this magazine and she asked him where he got it and he told her that it was the last one and like he couldn't find him anywhere and they got to talking and he gave it to her and i just want to and i want to give a big shout out to this this guy that stranger who who probably does not listen to our podcast but no no he does he does because the that's how my wife told him that we did a podcast and she gave him the information, like the name of the show and stuff. And so if you have subscribed before this episode goes out, thank you so much, kind stranger. Um, I wish I knew your name because I would love to give you a personal shout out. Um, but I am overjoyed to have that Life magazine and um, just 
you're the coolest person in the world. So uh, follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast and let me know who you are so I can thank you just so much. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And we are on the internet at missingthemouse.co. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. <laughs>